Hey everybody, welcome back to Webheads. I'm your co-host DeMarco, and we got my co-host slash brother, Steven. What's up guys? How are you guys doing today? Let's kick it off. Hello, hello. So what have you been up to? Um, not much. We just uh, my other show, Memories Not Guaranteed. We just put out a new episode. We're back from our break, so uh, yeah, we've been working on that, and you know, just normal work. Yeah, not much. Pretty uh, quiet lately. How about you? Nothing. We're uh, we're finally recording in person. So in this person, is face to face, face to face for the first time. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you're a lot shorter than I thought. I get that from most people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I haven't been up to anything. Uh, the drive over here sucked. I was going to ask you how long it took you to get here. Not a half hour, yeah. but uh, the, the freeway sucks uh, coming over here. So I'm just bouncing the whole time. <laughs> Me and other people are looking over at each other, just staring <laughs> and like, it's are you dancing or are you just <laughs> it's because we're on the road here but that's yeah that, other than that uh not much uh there's hella traffic going that way or coming this way mm-hmm. yesterday yeah i guess they were doing some construction and stuff yeah they're always doing there's construction. like literally standstill traffic there's always construction and nothing ever gets fixed ever <laughs> i know i was thinking about that the other day i was just like i wonder if they just kind of put up the signs and do something yeah. just so that it looks like we're they're using our taxpayer money for yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's like when you go to L.A. Like, every time I drive to L.A., there's literally construction every single yeah. time, and nothing looks different yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were driving there the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, uh, the freeway. They were expanding it by, like, two lanes yeah. on each side, but it's like, it looks like it's already done, but they had it closed off and everything. Yeah, yeah it's been like that for, like, three years. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, but one thing I did want to talk about is, um, this might not seem like a large number, but over the eight episodes that we've put out, mm. uh, we got over a hundred downloads. Nice. Thanks everybody. Yeah. It's, that's great. I didn't think that we would get that many, uh, this early on, mm. um, mostly cause it's, <laughs> it's mostly grandma that posts about it. <laughs> Grandma's like our number one, like we should pay her. Uh, yeah <laughs> we'll get there eventually <laughs> but yeah she is the only she's um actually actually she is the only person that posts about it not to hate on any of you guys but <laughs> our grandma is like if she, she should get into marketing yeah she's, I, we just got to work on her screenshotting skills <laughs> but other than that she's great <laughs> so yeah we reached a uh, hundred downloads recently uh, not like i said not a large number but hey I mean, it's, it's numbers. Yeah, like I, uh, with this show and my other show, my goal wasn't to, you know, become podcast on Pod Mount Podmore or anything. You know, have that's a, my goal. But. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just to have a show and just to you know talk about things that we like. And yeah. If people listen, they listen. But yeah, a hundred downloads in eight episodes is like. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So definitely appreciate it. I got a little worried because the first episode, we had a lot of people come out and support, and that one got some really good numbers. And then they listened to it, and they were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wolf. (laughs) I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Wasted an hour of my time. And then the second episode dropped pretty drastically. (laughs) So I was like, oh, maybe maybe grandma doesn't have the pool that she thought she did. But uh, they started to pick up. The Shang-Chi episode did really well. Cool. Um, which is good. I which I thought that was going to... After I saw the movie, I was like, oh, that was a bust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we've been doing good there. And so thank you guys. Um, we, we really appreciate it. It was... Uh, seeing the numbers come up recently over the past couple of weeks, it's been surprising every time I log in and see that. Nice. Yeah. Especially on YouTube, uh, surprisingly. Huh. Two. We had like ten views on one episode. I was, <laughs> what's going on here? 
<laughs> and then I, I did have one shout out to my guy Gabe. Oh yeah, Gabe. Yeah. He uh he pointed out he he was listening through the episodes while he was working one day and uh he was doing his Googles, <laughs> doing his research, and found out that Pastepot Pete is actually from uh Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Pastepot Pete slash <laughs> uh the Trapster <laughs> is from Gary, Indiana, which is where Gabe is from. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not, he didn't just look up that random guy. Uh, so you go on the Wikipedia page for Gary Indiana, and then it said notable people, and it said Pacepot Pete. Yeah, Pacepot Pete <laughs> slash the Trapster. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's there. <laughs> so yeah, Gabe uh, sent me a message uh, after he did his Googles and found that out, and then he also found out that Pacepot is actually uh, slang for a white person. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Gabe. We appreciate that. <laughs> we should have Gabe on for like a trivia. Yeah, like, it's just random trivia. Gabe, we're gonna have a, a Webheads uh, trivia night, and uh, you're gonna be the host for that night. So uh, I'll start getting everything prepared for you. And he wanted me to give you guys a list of the most famous people from Gary, Indiana, <laughs> the top six. These these are his choices. Uh, number one was Michael Jackson. Not any of the other Jacksons. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Number two, Pace Pop Pete. <laughs> number three, rapper Freddie Gibbs. He's right up there. Number four, MLB network analyst Dan Plezak. <laughs> number five, uh, NBA player Glenn Robinson Jr. The third, Glenn Robinson the third. He's up there. And then number six uh, was Gabe. <laughs> So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> above himself. And I I don't want to put too much on Gabe's name. He he didn't actually make that list. I made it for him. But <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh shout out Gabe, shout out Gary Indiana, and yeah, that was it. That's all I had. I've done nothing else but make that list and read six. Yeah. <laughs> Six. And those were the only uh, five other people that I knew on the list of notable people on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so <laughs> I just threw them in random order and <laughs> put them up there. Well, uh, you, you know, I actually did do something yesterday. I went to the uh, night market Okay, over here. Um, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was uh, a hell of people. Way it? more than the last time I went. I think I went 2019 uh, yeah i me and ferio went in 2019 too yeah and like it was busy then but it wasn't this busy really there was hella people this time i mean, i uh the alameda county fair keeps sending me a reminder that because i went to uh the drive-in movie thing that they did last year uh, uh they were given a free ticket for this year's fair which is coming up in a couple weeks i think oh yeah in october yeah um so they keep reminding me that i got a free ticket but like i don't I it's funny because I I don't know if I really enjoy going to the fair, but I go every single year. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's not like it's fun. <laughs> it's not. But it's just fun. something to do. Like we I I can tell you the exact thing we do every time. We get in. We don't go anywhere near the ride. We walk through that big uh, auditorium where they yeah. have all the booths and stuff. Mm. We look at a few things. We walk out. We make our way around through the food places. <laughs> we stop. We might uh, buy a toy or something for Zara, and then we just start walking towards the exit. And then as we're walking towards the exit, everyone keeps saying, like, do you think you want to head out now? <laughs> you guys want to go somewhere else? And it's it's the same thing every single year. Yeah, I think that's the same for us. Yeah. And then we say, ooh, I want to try that. And then we don't try it. We end up getting something that we've already eaten before. Yeah, every time. At the night market, I, I don't know if you ever tried, I think it's called a honey stick. Mm-hmm. They're they're like uh, 100% from Hawaii, quote unquote, but uh, they're like a, it's like a yellow stick in the shape of like a J, mm. and it's hollow inside, and they put soft serve ice cream in it. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. I've I never mean, had it. I didn't yeah. know what it was called. I didn't have one before until yesterday, and it was pretty good. It tastes like a, um, a honeycomb cereal. Is it just right? They only have like uh, like vanilla soft serve. Yeah, so they just just pay them and then they just give you one. Doesn't sound bad. Yeah, it is that bad. is it uh, the the J part? Is it kind of like uh, is it hard or is it like a, no like a waffle like, kind of? It's like waffle consistency, I mm-hmm. guess. Or um, what did I say? 
maybe like a like the actual cereal. I would just compare it to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's thin like that, kind of. It's a little thick, but you can bite into it. I kept seeing stuff for the the night market pop up recently and i kept telling myself i wanted to go because we get yeah, like i said we went a couple years ago mm. and it was cool but it, yeah it wasn't packed when we went last time like, yeah yes yesterday it was packed it was like the food area was packed like i when I, I remember when we went i waited in line for something to drink for like 20 minutes oh yeah that you're gonna wait in line like no matter what Cause, yeah because i mean it really is just food and, and yeah. like booths like towards we left uh, i think like 10 ish i think around there mm. and we got there like seven Around nine or ten, like the lines weren't as long, mm-hmm. but when we got there, they were like, you couldn't tell where one line for one booth ended and another one began because like they would just meet up in like the middle and like kind of cross. That sounds like a nightmare. Imagine you're in that line and then like they start to meet up like that, and then <laughs> you get to the front and then realize that you weren't in the line you wanted. <laughs> yeah, we were in line and Danny, we were like maybe. 10 people from the, the front, and Danny was like, what if I just didn't want this anymore? I was like, well, uh, <laughs> you're going to get it. Uh, pal, this is what we're eating. <laughs> There's no going back now. It's like, we either wait in this line, or we wait in another line. Yeah. It's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's basically Disneyland. Yeah. 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 I didn't do anything. Sounds like you had fun, at least. Yeah, it was a good time. I got uh, Zeal's wedding coming up next week. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that should be fun. So this week we have uh, <laughs> we have the Cree Scroll War. Um, this, this is a, a hell of a story. This I I will say before I started the story that this was actually one of the better ones that we've read so far. Like crossover event. Uh, well, this one's like arc? a story arc. Oh, okay, because it's all it's all over. Um, it's only within the Avengers comics. Okay. Um, but yeah, this was a good one. Bef- like. Before we did the podcast and like, you know, I would read comics before, mm-hmm. but it'd basically just be like modern comics. I wouldn't really dive too deep into the older stuff, yeah. but like the Kree Scroll War is like one of the ones where like, is it still echoed throughout the Marvel universe yeah. as like, it's a brought up so many times. Yeah. It's still a mainstay like story. So like, it's that important of a story that. It's still talked about to this day in yeah. the books. And- yeah, it's in new stuff, even in like like events that happen after this one in like still the 70s and 80s. Yeah. It's like it's continuously brought up. Yeah. Like anytime scrolls and Kree show up somewhere together, they're going to bring it up. Yeah, this, this is like, this is the equivalent in the Marvel Universe to like World War Two. Basically. You know, it's like that big yeah. to where it's like, oh, this is just... This is like the Kree Scroll War again. Yeah, like... this is, and and not to, I'm not even gonna say because it, it would diminish. Uh, it might offend somebody if I was to say <laughs> what I was gonna say, and I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, it's it's brought up all the time, and it's uh, yeah, it was surprisingly really good. We've had so many bad stories recently. <laughs> <laughs> I and I I forgot until I started reading it again that I had read this whole thing previously. Mm. So like I before we started this podcast, I would uh just kind of like like look up like the ten best events in Marvel history yeah. and stuff. So like I had found a list a while ago. I started reading through this one, um, and it was good because I and I, I remembered reading through it that like I had just taken like random screenshots of like certain panels mm. and just like or like whole pages, and it was just I was like, damn, this is really good. And yeah, it doesn't. I don't think my storytelling might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you guys are listening don't take his storytelling as man this is boring just go go do your own reading or research or something all right so we got i'm just gonna name off a few of the characters okay that we have here because there's a lot i can um, imagine some of which you may not have heard of before some i don't think that we've hit in any of these events probably not we haven't really done any like space stuff. no not this too like... much uh cosmic stuff but the next couple of weeks is going to be cosmic heavy. We're going to space, baby. To the moon. <laughs> All right. So we got, uh, first off, Vision. Everybody knows Vision. We got Scarlet Witch. Wanda Maximoff. Yes. We got her brother, uh, Quicksilver. Pietro Maximoff. Yes. Captain Marvel. The male Captain Marvel. Marvel. We got Rick Jones. Rick Jones. <laughs> Rick Jones. <laughs> no code name. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody doesn't know Rick Jones, uh, 
surprisingly, he's a former partner of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he replaced Bucky after Bucky died. Cap did not take very kindly to uh, Rick being his partner ever. <laughs> that didn't work out and it didn't last very long. And he is bonded uh, cosmically with Captain Marvel. So they have, uh, they both have these these metal bands on their wrists. Oh, yeah. And when they cling them together, they can, uh, one comes Bash to Earth. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of them goes to Earth, the other one goes to uh, what they call the negative zone, and they're just floating there. Um, if they don't clang their wrists within... <laughs> it, it sounds weird. It sounds like... Yeah, a, explain that because I, I didn't know this. So, like... <laughs> so, like... Okay, so if, if nothing... If they don't clang their wrists at all, every three hours, they switch. So, literally, one comes to Earth, the other one goes to the negative goes back zone. to the negative zone. And just sits there waiting. And they just float around in the negative zone. But if... In if three hours, if they don't, then they cling, automatically switch. They just switch. Yeah. So like Rick has to just time his life like perfectly, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> because if not, as, mind you, at this time Rick's a teenager. He's eighteen, nineteen years old. Mm. So he's he's got a girl. He's he's living his life as a teenager. He's he's trying to become a pop star. <laughs> And <laughs> he has to keep switching back and forth with Captain Marvel. And, and sometimes if, if they get into certain situations, they can cling those those bands that they have on their wrists and then make the switch, which uh, comes up a little bit in this story. Uh, and the next story that we do comes up a lot, um, that making that switch. But that's Rick. Also, he is inadvertently the cause of the Incredible Hulk, too. Bruce Banner turned into the Hulk. Because he was on the uh, Air Force Base where they were testing the bomb. And uh, Bruce went to go push him into a, a, a ditch to save his life. And that's when he got hit with the <laughs> with the gamma rays. Damn it, Rick. <laughs> uh, we got Annihilus. Ooh. We got the Supreme Intelligence. Ooh. We got Ronan the Accuser. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Sentry. We got Carol Danvers. Pre-Captain Marvel. Yes. Or Miss Marvel, I should say. Yeah. We got Carol Danvers. And then we got Super Scroll. So we got some heavy hitters here. Supreme Intelligence. Yeah, we have uh, just, just like a giant head. Basically, just a giant head inside of a screen. Yeah, it's the it's all intelligence that ever gone through the the most smartest people of the Kree Empire. Yeah, in one sort of like floating, sort of like Zordon from Power Rangers. That's exactly what I I called him in my notes. <laughs> so <laughs> so thanks for that. That actually helps. Um, so yeah, we'll just get right into it. Uh, this, this is going to be a long story I'm telling everybody now there's a chance this goes two parts, two parts. So getting right into it. So it starts with uh, Captain Marvel, uh, staring around as if he doesn't know where he is. He's kind of sketched out and the Avengers are trying, the Avengers are trying to help him out. They're all on the roof of the Avengers mansion. But Captain Marvel is on the ground. Uh, no, he's on the roof too, he, but he doesn't know. Okay. He's kind of spaced out. He doesn't know where he's at. He's trying to figure it all out. And the Avengers try to help him out, and he's not having it. So then Quicksilver tries to get him to uh, to get him up with force, because that's the first thing he goes to. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. No, get off me. All right, Wolf. Whatever. Uh, Captain Marvel's not having that. He punches him in the face. <laughs> and then he, he attacks Vision. And Vision, um, I'm sure we all mostly know his powers, but he phases out. Yeah, um, he can create, him, increase his density or lessen his des- density to become almost invisible or super hard. Yeah, intangible. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Vision phases out when um, Captain Marvel tries to punch him, but uh, Captain Marvel blasts him with his Unibeam, so that... Uh, Makes Vision's powers just completely null and void. Cosmic space powers. Yeah. And Scarlet Witch tries to attack him, uh, but he says that he's not going to fight a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-fight? Just, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> Have a seat, man. Miss. <laughs> Miss, this isn't your fight. I'm not going to hit It strictly you. says in my contract, no women. Uh, you see right here? Uh, no thanks. Sit down. <laughs> Uh, so he says, I'm not going to hit a woman. And then he's like, screw this. And then he just blasts off. He takes off. And then before he gets anywhere, he gets blasted by Rick Jones. So like he shoots off into the air before he gets maybe five feet into the air. Rick Jones shoots him. (laughs) It's like a regular gun. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> okay, so I know we, when we explain this, like, they have, like, this connection and only only yeah. one of them can be on Earth at a time. We'll probably get into, we'll get into it a little bit later in the story, uh, but the reason that they can be in the same place at the same time right now is because Captain Marvel got into some cosmic space fight before mm. this and then landed on, it, it punched him, like, he got punched basically, like, through a portal that kicked him out of the negative zone. Mm. So now he's out of the negative zone and Rick is out as well but they touching bracelets yeah so but he also doesn't like that's why he's so thrown off it's because he doesn't know uh what the hell he's like i was supposed to be in the negative zone what the hell am i doing here at this point has he met the avengers before briefly yes okay but right now we're we're kind of working with the b team uh of the avengers and trust me they are the b team (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like they're strong because they have vision and scarlet wit no (laughs) no (laughs) so rick blasts him he falls back to the ground and um, they pick him up and they leave with him and they take him to a secret lab. They throw him in an electric chair to save the planet. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> yeah, they throw him straight in the electric chair in that lab. Uh, and they say it's solely to save the planet. Is that going to give him his powers back? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, we get a recent, uh, after they put him in the electric chair to mm. save the planet, we get a, a recent flashback to Rick Jones. Uh, performing a concert because i told you you wanted to be a pop star <laughs> and then mid-concert uh captain marvel starts uh to let it be known that the uh, the time limit's coming up buddy <laughs> we're getting ready to switch and oh that's so, a question i had for you yeah can they communicate with each other yes like telepathically or yeah okay yeah but um the problem is when they communicate, whoever's on Earth is just, like, talking to thin air. Uh. So sometimes it'll look like they're crazy. Mm. And not everybody... Captain Marvel's a, a huge part of the next story that we do, too. Mm. But not everybody in either story knows that he has, like, they, that him and Rick can talk to each other like that. So it, it leads to some weird things where, you, like, Rick's just, like, standing in the street, just, like, talking. <laughs> 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 and he's they're like uh what's going on oh yeah this is like the 70s so it's like they can't just like pick up their phone and pretend they're talking to somebody yeah. or like put their earbuds in no rick's just in the middle of the street just like staring off into space <laughs> talking to <laughs> captain marvel <laughs> and then like his girlfriend's just like staring at him like what's going on <laughs> so yeah captain marvel lets him know that hey i know you're doing a concert right now but uh, it's about to be cut short because I, my time limit's almost up and I gotta come out. <laughs> That's he, Rick's like, just give me five minutes, uh, everybody. Like he tells, he stops the concert. He's like, give me five minutes. I need a breather mid concert. <laughs> and then once he gets outside, uh, that's when Captain Marvel starts explaining that the Fantastic Four uh, were battling Annihilus, the Lord of the Negative Zone. And then they opened up a portal, which is where he was at before. Um, they opened up a portal to Earth, which allowed Annihilus to jump through. Mm. And now Captain Marvel wants Rick to open up the portal that is uh, the, the space. The portal, for some reason, Reed opened it into the Baxter building. So, <laughs> so he sent his enemy, so into, he sent his his enemy into his house, basically. <laughs> and another reason that landlord is probably just pissed <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> So Captain Marvel is like, uh, uh, I need you to go to the Baxter building and open up that portal again so I can come through. Mm. Like, uh, we're not going to, we no need to do the, the clean of the, the wrist. Like, I can get through that portal. So um, here, Rick heads straight over there. And Captain Marvel, I'm going to shorten his name because Mar- Captain Marvel over and over is going to kill me. So uh, sometimes Marvel. Rick calls him Marv. Most <laughs> people call him Marvel. So I'm just gonna stick with either Marv or Marvel for most of this. So you guys know who I'm talking about. So Marvel forces him to switch spots uh, once they do get to the the portal, or once they get to the Baxter Building, mm. and he makes his way up to the offices of the Fantastic Four, and of course they're out of town. <laughs> so he breaks in because he's a criminal and <laughs> too far away. Uh, the three bench players of the Avengers get a message saying that someone forced their way into the Baxter building. So they shoot over there and they see lightning coming out of the building, which isn't supposed to be happening. 
<laughs> so Marvel's doing everything he can to open the negative zone portal from his end. So he and Rick don't need to do this back and forth thing anymore. Uh, he does so, but the Avengers try to stop him once they get up there and it doesn't work. Rick jumps through the portal and all is well. That's the end of the story. Or so it would seem. What? So I guess my confusion is, will something happen if they don't switch and go back you know, like... Like, if they like, never opened up the portal? Yeah, like, if they both stayed on Earth, like, would something happen? Um, they... I think I read before that Captain Marvel... At one point, he couldn't uh, sustain enough energy to stay, like, on Earth for that long. Oh, okay. On top of that, I believe they were cursed to just continue to keep making the switch. So they so had... They could die or something yeah. like that. Okay. Because, like, this seems like it fixes their problems. <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would think. So, uh, the, the, yeah, Rick jumps through. That should be the end of it. Should be good. Uh, what we find out is that Annihilus never actually jumped through the portal when Captain Marvel thought that he did. Oh, no. It was like a, I guess, an astral projection that he... <laughs> but this, I guess this was all part of Annihilus' plan to, to get that portal to open up in the first place. So he put it in Marvel's head that oh. he had done it. Knowing that he would follow him through. Yeah. So Annihilus ends up jumping through at the same time as Rick. Um, apparently, um, yeah, it was just a vision before. It wasn't what Marvel thought it was in the first place. So now that Annihilus is there, he's handing out ass whoopings <laughs> like, to everybody. <laughs> There's not a person inside that's not catching hands from Annihilus. Uh, Rick makes it to the machine that opened up the portal and he tries to close it because uh, Rick's not fighting anybody. In none of these stories, should Rick be fighting anybody? Rick has no superpowers. No, he's a normal teenager that yeah. just happens to switch out with a, a cosmic alien every three hours. But he gets no benefits from, <laughs> from any of that. So he's trying to close the portal. Annihilus thinks he's smart by grabbing vision. But like we said before, um, he, well, he's grabbing vision because he's like, if I'm going to go back to the negative zone, somebody's coming with me. Mm. So he thinks by grabbing vision, cool, I got one of you guys's. Avengers, you're not going to send me back. Uh, but he doesn't know that Vision can just phase out. Mm. So <laughs> Vision phases out. Annihilus <laughs> falls back into the negative zone. And then that's all through with. After all that's done, we find out that uh, Marvel stole the Quinjet <laughs> while they were fighting Annihilus. And he just took off. <laughs> <laughs> they were all down there risking their lives. And he took the Quinjet and just... Went off. The Avengers see on the uh, Fantastic Four's machine that Captain Marvel was giving out major radiation. Where he's wherever he's at right now, he's giving off like these massive radiation spikes, spikes like everywhere that he's going. And Rick thinks it's from him being in the negative zone for longer than the three hours. Mm. So they think that because he's giving off that massive radiation, they think he's gonna just die uh, so he's flying the quinjet all the way to some place called uh cape florida i don't know if that's a real place i think that's where they uh lynch i think that's cape canaveral no. i don't know maybe if they just forgot to add the canaveral part in here if that's the case they forgot it a lot they were on a lot of drugs while they were editing <laughs> so i don't think they were editing some of this. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of inconsistencies in a lot of this stuff uh, just a side in my story that i read uh I'm pretty sure they call it Aunt May, Aunt Max. <laughs> and I was like, someone's not doing their job. Yeah, that's not even a woman's name. <laughs> Especially a woman that old. Her name is not Matt. <laughs> so, yeah, Captain Marvel's flying to uh, some place called Cape Florida, and uh, he forgot to gas out the Quinjet. So, <laughs> it starts running out of fuel. And he just jumps out and lets it crash. <laughs> He's like, I can fly, whatever. <laughs> he jumps out, lets it go. <laughs> Wait, he can fly. Why did he take it in the first place? Because he was all the way in New York. That's a long way to fly. He, he flies through space. <laughs> Distance is not a Listen, thing. Seven, uh, what is that? Seven, eight hundred miles? That's a long flight. Space is a lot bigger. <laughs> you got you to gotta talk to Marvel about this stuff. This is why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, so like when I was saying a second ago that uh, they didn't edit this stuff very well, mm -hmm. um, all of that chunk from uh, Rick being in the concert to uh, the plane crashing, mm -hmm. 
That was all a flashback. It it doesn't. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> you could have kept telling me, and I would have just thought it's all happened. <laughs> yeah, until I started going further, and you're like, "Wait, how did we get to this point?" So yeah, that was a um, that was a flashback, and now we're back in present time, and Captain Marvel is back in the electric chair. Okay, so that's where we're at. Because the the Avengers have grabbed him. Yeah, because he crashed, and he still doesn't really know what the hell's going on. Okay. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. It, like I said, it gets confusing. But it is a good story. <laughs> so he's in the electric chair, but the electric chair doesn't have enough juice. And we also get the explanation here that the they put him in that chair to remove the radiation from his body. I don't know how electricity does that, so don't ask. Yeah, no scientists. <laughs> but uh, they put him in the chair to remove all the radiation from him. So Vision... Uh, but the chair doesn't have enough juice. So Vision allows them to use his solar power and vision explains that he's basically just a walking solar panel so oh yeah because in the books visions his stone in his forehead is not the the soul stone like it is in the movie it's uh like a solar powered like can shoot solar beams from it yeah uh yeah so he's yeah he's basically a walking solar panel uh so that does work taking his solar power to um fuel the chair uh but now they're both just laid out Captain Marvel's, uh, they removed the radiation, but now Vision's also out as well. He has uh, no energy. And then we roll over to the next page where we see the Supreme Intelligence and uh, Ronan the Accuser face to face. It's a big jump there. <laughs> I know you, <laughs> you just jumped to space and now there's like alien beings. Yeah. but And yeah, I think this might be like the first time that we've actually like gone to space on any of these stories yeah yeah supreme intelligence ronin are face to face ronin says he's on a mission to kill captain marvel and he uh, to do it he awakens a sentry that he sent to cape florida years ago he's had this plan in the works for a while so <laughs> that the sentry that is in cape florida has uh people on earth don't know what the hell it is but they know it could be dangerous so they've had people guarding it this whole time because it's just been laying there mm. and uh once it it wakes up it just starts killing all the humans around <laughs> anything in its sight it kills it and it, its mission is the same as ronin's it's to kill captain marvel so the sentry finds captain marvel pretty quickly because it i'm assuming that they're going off the massive uh radiation spikes that were in the area so he finds him and the avengers uh are ready to fight as soon as he gets there but this is still the b team though right Yes. So, but with Vision out as well. So now oh, it's really just Scarlet was, Witch. And... <laughs> it's the B minus team now. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're heading towards the C team. With Vision, one. they were strong B, <laughs> close to an A, but uh, strong B. But at now this they're... point, it's only a C if the teacher's curving the grades <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the 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 C team of the Avengers at this point are ready to fight. Uh, but that doesn't go well for them. He lays a smackdown on every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sentry is like, he, he grabs Captain Marvel in one hand and he states that it's uh, now time to uh, enact Plan Atavis, uh, which I, I, but they don't really go to, into anything explaining what that means. And is then, he big, like a giant? Yeah, kind of like Goliath size. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what that is, like thirty feet or so, something like that. And then we don't see Captain Marvel again for a while. And then as the Avengers uh, sit there and kind of lick their wounds, uh, head of security Carol Danvers shows up, and she has a lot of damn questions about what the hell's going, on, what the hell just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and Vision isn't having it. But she makes them all fill out reports. <laughs> <laughs> she makes them all fill out reports about what happened before they leave. <laughs> and so they do it. Every one of them. <laughs> and then as soon as they head back, as soon as they land back in New York City, uh, they get a call from Goliath, Clint, Barton, uh, saying that he got a call. I forgot he was going by Goliath. Yeah. It... <laughs> when you said Goliath a couple seconds ago, I was like, I don't know who that is, but I'm just going to say uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the Avengers get a call from Clint saying that he got a call from the Wasp saying there that her and Hank are in Alaska uh, doing like a research trip and there's some trouble out there so the Avengers head over to Alaska but they have Rick in tow so they <laughs> they take him too you can't just leave <laughs> you can't leave a child out there by himself so uh, so when uh, Goliath he went first 
because he got the message first. So when Goliath gets out there, uh, Jan tells him, or Janet tells him that they were flying around on government work on their way to a government outpost and they lost contact. They went to go investigate as Yellow Jacket and the Wasp and they see like this large green jungle in the middle of the snow. It's just a, a this big... This is Alaska? Yeah. And there's a big, huge Amazon-looking green jungle right in the middle of the snow. And all of a sudden, this huge one-foot-long dragonfly flies past the both of them. So they're like, uh, that's, that's not supposed to be here. <laughs> One, dragonfly shouldn't be here. Two, they shouldn't be that big. So uh, Hank's like, well, that's not right. So <laughs> let's go explore that. Uh, so they hop on the dragonfly. And because he can control, I guess, any kind of bug. <laughs> yeah, he uses its brainwaves and they fly it down to uh, the jungle area. But Hank doesn't want Janet to get hurt in any of this. So he smacks her oh God. off of the dragonfly. He backhands her off of the dragonfly. This guy's got some issues. Because he doesn't want her to get hurt. Is this before or after like, the infamous like argument that they have? Uh, I want to oh. say it's before. Okay. Okay, that makes sense because it kind of keeps... Yeah. Getting worse and worse. Okay. Yeah, they're going to get worse. So, yeah, he smacks her off the dragonfly. She falls down. She passes out. And then we don't see Hank for a while. And Clint says he's going to go find Hank. But then he dips on Janet because he doesn't. <laughs> he dips on Janet because he doesn't want a woman around <laughs> when he goes. Because him and Natasha just broke up. So, <laughs> he, can't, uh, he can't even fathom the idea of working with a woman right now. Because his girlfriend just broke up with him. This is terrible. (laughs) So as soon as uh, Clint gets inside the little jungle area, uh, he's jumped by some mutant gorilla lizard hybrid. Uh, But then he beats that. And then as soon as he beats the gorilla thing, uh, he gets blasted by Ronin. And he gets put under mind control. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, when the Avengers and Rick finally show up, they see Janet and Goliath and the Sentry are standing side by side in the jungle area. So now the Avengers, the B team of the Avengers and Janet are face to face with now a mind controlled Goliath and the Sentry. Is Vision still out? Uh, No, he's okay now. Okay. Now, yeah, enough for us. So, um, they start fighting. Janet finally uh, gets in some good hits on Goliath as kind of payback for <laughs> leaving them there. But uh, in that whole fight, uh, that's the best that they got was just a few good hits on Goliath. Ronin has uh, Captain Marvel trapped in uh, what he calls the Citadel, which is basically just this big building in the middle of that jungle area mm. that is um shooting out these rays that are making it's it's almost you have you read anything about like the savage land yeah it's it's almost making it like that like that's right okay yeah so like there's terraforming yeah basically terraforming the whole area in a big circle it's causing all these mutations in these animals and stuff like that but uh captain marvel is trapped inside of the citadel where do these animals come from they're in Alaska. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, the... like a gorilla lizard? <laughs> Neither of those animals live in those Alaska. Those are not there. The dragonfly is not there. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, Captain Marvel's trapped in the machine inside of the Citadel. And Ronin states that his plan is to now eliminate all of mankind. It was originally just to kill Captain Marvel. But now he, he's pissed. And he wants everybody gone. Do we know what his beef is with Captain Marvel? They, they're both Kree. Mm. And uh, I think it, it was the fact that um, Captain Marvel was originally supposed to be like the savior of all Kree people and the protector. And at one point he found out that the missions that they were sending him on were more of like, like kill missions, mm. like assassination kind of things. And less protection protection orders so when he found that out he decided that um, because some of the missions that he was supposed to do were on earth he decided that he wanted to be a protector of earth instead so he decided that he didn't want to be like he's still Cree, but didn't want to like he gave up his citizenship yeah basically 
Yeah, I can't think of what the word is right now, but yeah. He did that, and then basically once he did that, Ronan was like, he's a traitor, and... I want him dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess basically Ronan's kind of stepped into what Captain Marvel is supposed to be, but in a like in a way more evil aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's taking it way overboard. <laughs> and I, I don't think that, from what I've read, I don't think that the Kree people really wanted Ronin in that spot in the first place because of how evil he's always been. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, so Ronin says he wants to just eliminate all of mankind. He says he wants to eliminate man because they, they've advanced too quickly. <laughs> so of all the things that you would want to kill somebody for, it's because they've advanced too quickly. <laughs> and then we get Hank back in the picture. Uh, but he's been transformed into some sort of monster. And that basically happened from uh, the waves from the Citadel. As anything that is hit by the waves for too long, it basically de-evolutionizes um, everything in there. I don't know. I still don't know how the gorilla <laughs> lizard thing can happen, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the trees come from. I don't know. I don't know where any of it comes from. <laughs> So with Hank back uh, in caveman status, uh, he's ready to kill Janet. But she first, he's ready to kill Janet, and she realizes that she has to fight him. Mm. And then, like mid fight, she has like a change of heart and just like, I, like he's my husband, I can't kill him. So she just like gives up. But then, because he's still like de evolutionized, uh, he's like whatever, grabs her. Takes her off like King Kong style. And then the Avengers B team is still fighting the Sentry and Goliath and Ronan. And Ronan is just kind of explaining how he's going to ruin Earth to Captain Marvel. Like Captain Marvel's stuck in the Citadel like with these energy beams just like holding him in the place. Yeah. And Ronan's just telling him like every bit of his plan. <laughs> the evil villain speech. Yeah. And then outside the Citadel, Goliath uh, finally gets beat by the uh, Vision. Vision and Wanda get beat by the Sentry. And then they're taken to the Citadel as well, where Captain Marvel's being held. Vision says a million times in the story that if he could pray, he would pray that he could be in love. It's the most random thing. <laughs> But he keeps, like, he says it so many times. <laughs> I, he's like, uh, I, I can't, pr- I'm not programmed to pray, but if I could, I would pray for love. In the mid- <laughs> middle in, like, of a fight. <laughs> yeah, they just took him in to the Citadel. He's <laughs> like, man, if I could pray, i pray for love. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense either. I, it does. <laughs> but, I, like, I think this is, like, um, he's already, I guess, forming feelings for Scarlet Witch. Mm. But be, because he actually isn't programmed to do that, I guess he's just, like, in this, like, punch-drunk love kind of phase of his <laughs> existence. So, <laughs> and then certain, like, throughout the story, certain Avengers start to, like, pick up on, like, well, I, at one point, Captain America was like, it's almost as if he loves. <laughs> and then, like, mid-sentence, he's like, no, nah, he's not programmed for that. That can't be it. Because, like, Scarlet Witch, gets, get, she gets, like, uh, trapped somewhere. And, like, Vision's like, no, we need to, <laughs> we need to get her now. And Captain America's like, he's really on this. Like, like what's this about? So, yeah. That's what he, if he could pray, he would pray for love. <laughs> and then um, Quicksilver shows up to help his sister because she's getting beat down and then while that's going on ronin gets a message from the kree empire that they have been attacked by the scrolls and a war has started so he's like well screw these guys i'm out of here and he's, he just goes back to the kree empire and then after ronin leaves i guess the citadel's only powered by ronin being there so when he leaves <laughs> he just gets a call and he's like all right i'll be there Turns the lights off, packs the suitcase, yeah. puts his hat on, and then just disappears. <laughs> yeah, I, just... I imagine, I, I read the comic, but I I still imagine it like, he does all that. He turns off the lights, he's like, alright, let me leave one light on just in case. <laughs> and then he grabs his keys, and then he's like, Sentry, you ready? And then the Sentry's just outside standing there, and then he hops on his back, and then he just fly off. <laughs> but that wasn't how it happened. <laughs> So after Ronan leaves, Hank is turned normal again, and he says he belongs in the lab and not on the battlefield. So at that point, he formally resigns from being an Avenger, and so does Janet. Yeah, yeah. 
I think I have one in there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so they after that, <laughs> they all go home. A few days pass, and the B team is just they're chilling in the Avengers mansion. Uh, Vision has his uh, his turtleneck on. He's just relaxing, reading the newspaper. And then when he looks at the newspaper, there's headlines reading uh, top secret battle between the Avengers and an alien race known as the Kree. That's the headline. And the B team is pissed because um, they wanted to keep that whole thing a secret so the world wouldn't panic. Uh, But it's too late for that. So there's a guy named H. Warren Craddock, and he's uh, the head of alien activities. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the head of alien activities commission. And he says (laughs) he's coming for uh, Captain Marvel. Because he thinks that he's a Kree spy. And then Captain Marvel's also in that. I should have said Captain Marvel and Rick are in that uh, that mansion with the Avengers just hanging out for the last couple of days. So uh, after they read that, uh, <laughs> Carol Danvers shows up. And uh, she shows up in a chopper to take Marvel away. <laughs> and the whole city sees the Avengers letting Marvel get away. Uh, Captain Marvel get away. So uh, the city turns their back on the Avengers. And then the next day, the Avengers have a court date because <laughs> apparently they let a, a, a criminal get away. <laughs> and then while they're in court for a while, uh, Rick has some vision um, in the middle of court. Rick is on trial as well, just so we're clear. <laughs> Rick has a vision and he runs off. Uh, so court is adjourned for the day. And back at the Avengers... Oh, sorry. So there's there's a little tidbit here that i wanted everybody to know the avengers have a mansion and they have the avengers townhouse as well (laughs) (laughs) and the b team is staying in the townhouse (laughs) it's like the minor leagues yeah (laughs) yeah so quarter court was adjourned for the day and then back at the avengers townhouse uh the people of new york city are ransacking the place they ran through the whole thing They, they, they tore down the curtains. They flipped over couches. That's like the equivalent of like someone being on trial for just helping a criminal, and then you just breaking into their house and be yeah. like, "Drapes gone, TV on the ground." They they ruin that place. So when the B team shows up, uh, they're they're looking around the house. They see it's all messed up, and then all of a sudden the A team shows up. Ooh! And that's right now that's Captain America, that's Iron Man, and Thor. And then um, the A team tells them that they broke the team bylaws by uh, letting Captain Marvel go. So <laughs> they're breaking up the Avengers for good. And Wait, all the teams? Yeah, the A team, B team. Yeah, there's no more Avengers <laughs> because of. <laughs> Because they broke the team bylaws. And the B team gets kicked out of the townhouse. <laughs> Wait, so who's... So, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver? Yes. That's that's the only B team? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's a small... T- well, it, it was... And then Hank, Janet, and Goliath were part of the team as well. Oh, okay. But they were all kind of doing separate things. Oh. But now... Hank and Janet are off the team. Sorry, I, sorry, Goliath was on the B team as well. So he got kicked out too. <laughs> so now they're homeless. Uh, and then we skip ahead some time. And the unnamed team of Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor are in their unnamed office. When uh, Vision bursts in and he starts asking for help. Uh, before he collapses on the ground and for some reason Iron Man checks his pulse. <laughs> he's dead he checks his pulse and then that's exactly what he said he checks his pulse and he's like oh my god vision's dead <laughs> and then um they captain uh, iron man puts out word to hank um because he needs another <laughs> bright mind to help him out he's like he's dead no heartbeat skin's cold as metal <laughs> All signs of a dead person. <laughs> He's been dead for hours. <laughs> so Hank shows up, uh, but the A team doesn't know that uh, that uh, Hank quit the Avengers until now. 
And then Hank also lets them know how dumb they are for thinking the Vision is dead because he's not <laughs> breathing. <laughs> and then Hank, as Ant-Man, goes inside a Vision. <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds bad, but he goes inside a Vision's body to fix him. And then he, uh, he takes off before Vision wakes up. And when Vision wakes up, he's pissed at the A-team for, for kicking them out. And stopping the Avengers. You kicked us out of the townhouse. You stopped the whole team. Like, what the hell is that all about? And um, they find out that, like, the A-team wasn't actually the A-team. Like, Captain America, Iron Man, they're all looking around like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Oh. They can't figure out what's going on, but they realize that some imposter had tricked them, obviously. And then Vision explains that after they got kicked out, they went to go find Carol and Captain Marvel at the hideout house that she had upstate. Um, And then when they arrived, Vision flew over the fence because he can fly. And everybody else is trying to figure out how to get past the gate. And when he gets over the fence, he's attacked by some beams of light. And then when he lands in a field of cows, the three cows surrounding him all of a sudden turned into the members of the Fantastic Four. Oh, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Sorry, the fake Fantastic Four beat the B-team, of course, and they take off with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And on that note, I think we're going to call part one. (laughs) (laughs) So the ending of this episode is going to be a little bit different because we're obviously not picking teams yet. Yeah. We're not giving a rating yet. We're just going to say... Thanks for listening. Again, thanks for uh, the hundred, the hundred downloads across all eight episodes so far. Uh, we really appreciate that, and we will be back next week with part two. Part two. Stick around if you want to know how this ends. And if you're binging this, hop right over because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's there by now. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.